Hello and welcome to The Consternation. My name is Lisa and I'm here to discuss the trials and tribulations of parenting from the perspective of a newish mum. Today we're going to talk about dun, 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 heading back to work after maternity leave. But first, let's check out the mailbag. Dana said, well done, your voice is super calming and fluid. Thank you, Dana. I think that's more to do with the improvements to my editing skills from episode one to two though. <laughs> Uh, very happily, I actually got some acknowledgement from two of the authors I mentioned in the last episode about my favourite books. Author of Old MacDonald Had a Fart, Olaf Falafel threw me a like on Insta, which you can find at consternation.podcast. And Doreen Cronin, the author of Click Clack Moo Cows That Type, commented that the cows are keeping great company. Thanks Doreen, I think so too. So for today's episode, I need to do a bit of a return to mumsiety, which I spoke about in episode one, because I've only got a few days of maternity leave left. As I've mentioned before, I'm a high school teacher, and I'm going back for the last two weeks of the year so I can have some prep time for the start of the 2020 school year. I've returned to school on day one before, and it was absolute chaos, so I decided that working 10 days at the end of the year would be really beneficial. My husband's going to be on dad duty for almost the whole time, so we don't need to deal with the additional kerfuffle of starting daycare at the same time as me going back to work. And my mother-in-law is looking after Beth for one of those days. She'll be looking after Beth two days a week next year. So again, it's a good little taster of what's to come. That being said, my anxiety is definitely on the rise. Uh, I've tried to convince myself that I'm okay about going back to work with the same old chestnuts that everyone uses. You know, won't it be great to be back on full pay again? It's only two weeks, you've got this. Won't it be great to talk to adults again and have some mental stimulation? Well, yes, sure, to all of those things. But I'm really going to miss the activities Beth and I do and the little routines we've got. And yes, I know it's only for 10 days, but very shortly it won't be. This will be our new normal. Before I go any further, I should probably acknowledge my privilege I've worked four weeks at the beginning of this year before I started my mat leave and I've been privileged enough to be able to stay home with her for almost nine months. There are plenty of people within my friend and family circle that have only been able to take the 18-week government maternity leave and then had to return to work. So I am definitely privileged in that regard but I think returning to work after having a baby is always going to be tough regardless of the length of your leave. So I had a chat with my husband Clinton before looking anywhere else. He took six weeks off when Beth was born, so I asked him how he dealt with the fact that he misses out on things during the day, in particular when she does something new. He said that rather than dwelling on the fact that he missed it, he's excited that she's learned something new and looks forward to when she does it again. I thought that was actually a pretty great example of glass half full thinking, and that helped me see that maybe a lot of my anxiety might just be about perspective that I shouldn't be as concerned about me missing things, but be happier about her learning and practicing her new skills so that I can see them the next time she does them. So what resources and tips have I been able to find? Well, a lot of uh, websites that I've seen talk about the logistics of returning to work. Fortunately, as I've already explained, Beth is going to be looked after by family for these two weeks and we've already got childcare lined up next year. So this probably isn't as much of a concern for me. Cope.org.au mentioned something I hadn't considered though, which is that you'll likely be going back a different person to when you were last at work. 
you're likely to have developed more skills like better time management, more empathy, or new organizational skills. And these can really be a great asset for you on your return. Some of the best resources I found actually were about dealing with anxiety about returning to work in general after any period of absence. I think a lot of people actually feel this, that Sunday night dread about going back to work the next day, even if you love your job, can be really hard to manage. Between 2016 and 2018, I had a non-teaching secondment where I was writing curriculum resources. So to be honest, I've felt this kind of anxiety before returning to the classroom before, most recently last year. Happyful.com had a really great article which had five steps to beat back-to-work anxiety. Before reading the article, I'd actually already started to do this by having a to-do list for this week so that I won't have as many things on my mind next week. And also by doing things like checking my work email. There were almost 1,500 emails that I had to go through when I did it yesterday. Um, So that's one less daunting and time-consuming thing to do when I walk back in next Monday. The second step was to think long-term. To think about what's worked for reducing anxiety around the workplace in the past or to figure out your anxiety trigger. For me, I guess often anxiety has been about the unknown being... Uh, blasted with work that you don't anticipate on the first day back is never fun and that is usually what happens as a classroom teacher aside from the avalanche of work that you have to deal with in terms of being prepared to teach um, maybe 100 or 150 students in a day um, there's often a lot of admin work that goes on behind the scenes that you need to organize So this time around, I'm trying to have information about what I'm walking into and plan to try and spread things out across my week rather than trying to be a machine and get everything done as quickly as I can. I've always been a list maker, even more so since I've been a mum, and so that'll work for me next week. The third step is to take care of your body, particularly regarding food. This one's always a tricky one for me, uh, but I'm really going to try my hardest to eat nourishing foods over the next few weeks. The fourth step is to switch off and relax. In my first year of teaching, I learned that I don't work effectively at home. So for me, there's always a pretty clear definition between home and school. I normally turn the music up nice and loud on the drive home, but if the drive's a bit stressful, I still need time to decompress when I get home. So I guess I already have an awareness about this one. Also, my anxiety means that at times this step is particularly hard for me and I'm already having some issues with falling asleep at night. I'm really going to make an effort to have a no phone rule once our bedtime routine started and to make sure I ask for help or talk to people if I need it. The fifth and final step is to consider why you're feeling like this. For me, I think it's as simple as the fact that Beth and I have barely been apart since she was born. Being her mum is the best job I've ever had. I genuinely love spending time with her, watching her play and learn and grow. She makes me laugh, she surprises me, and she entertains me with her cheekiness and tenacity. It's healthy that Beth and I have a strong attachment, but I guess it comes down to the fact that I don't want to miss anything. When she's at daycare next year, I know they'll send me updates during the day, and I'm sure my husband can do the same thing. 
I already spoke to you about what Clinton said about looking at it from a slightly different perspective. So I guess that is going to have to play into my thinking a little bit more as well. This step is probably going to have to be a bit of a work in progress. So if you've got any mantras or ideas for this step in particular, send them my way. So that's my feelings about heading back to work. Uh, I've popped some links to the articles I mentioned along with this episode. But as I said, I'd love to hear what your return to work tips and tricks are. You can drop me a line and let me know via email, consternation.podcast at gmail.com or via Insta, consternation.podcast. I'll give you an update on how I've gone in my next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to subscribe and to share it on your socials. So until next time, may you share a consternation.